The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Make some noise! It's Making Monsters with Taylor Dahl. It's like beer and brats, a perfect combination. You know the deal. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're here for another episode of Making Monsters, and this is one that a lot of people have been screaming about. Our guy, Jalen Johnson, just been going ham this season, and he's been really, really fun to watch. I, I personally have been a fan of Jalen for a while and have been shouting the pay Jalen like a lot of other bands, uh, a lot of other Bears fans have, but we're now getting to this year where it's almost, you can't even argue anymore that he deserves another contract and he deserve, he's one of the better cornerbacks, if not one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. Uh, they just actually uh, posted some of the fan rankings of votes for the Pro Bowl this year. And Jalen is voted the second cornerback in the league right now uh, when it comes to Pro Bowl votes. And obviously that's, that's fans voting. Uh, that's one third of the vote when it comes to other things. So that's announced tonight at 8 p.m. We'll see that. Um, I personally think he deserves to be in, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We're joined by his brother, Johnny. Johnny Johnson, also former cornerback. He played uh, UCLA and Fresno, correct, Johnny? I did. Okay. All right. So um, you are the older brother of Jalen Johnson. Jalen is, uh, you guys are from Fresno, California. Uh, He went to Central High. Did you both go to Central High? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Uh, so both Central High graduates, uh, he went on, obviously, to play at Utah. You played at UCLA and Fresno State, uh, which your dad also did. Um, So thanks so much. On your homework. I know, reading up a little bit. I like it, I like it. Thanks so much for hopping on with me, though, Johnny. I really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, Let's start from the beginning, then, because everybody has their different stories of how football (laughs) came into their lives. And obviously, having a dad that played college football and was a corner. I'm sure that kind of steered some of the some of the decisions you guys made. But tell us a little bit about the beginning. When did both of you guys get on the football field? And was it kind of like dad said you're playing football or did you guys just right. thoroughly enjoy it and want to get out there? Got you. Um, well, before we start, I do want to speak on um, that I have a better um, had it all my life. Um, um, I don't want to try to hide it. Obviously, you may hear it. And so I have been been trying to, to, to take the next step and being open about it, being upfront about it, being honest about it. Um, it always hasn't been that way. Sometimes I can be very shy and apprehensive to do things like this, do interviews and have my face on the camera and things like that. But I've been... Um, 
I'm owning it. Um, it's who I am at the end of the day. It's what m makes me me. So I just want to put that out there um, that all of us have have our own issues, our own things we struggle and fight, fight through every day. And I will, will, will encourage you and all of the other um, audience out there to, con um, to, to, to continue to fight and to overcome whatever obstacles, no matter how small or big, you no matter how small or big they are, and don't let them find you. Um, but now to answer you, it was honestly a mixture of each. Um, I know my dad said, without a doubt, he's he's always been upfront about it. You guys are playing football, and you're playing corner or your safety. On offense, you guys can play <laughs> lineman, receiver, running back, yeah. I don't care. But on the other side of the ball, you're playing corner or safety. So we didn't have a choice when we first yeah. started, but we did end up having some fun in it and and um, owned it. Yeah. Um, so along with football, we also were doing other things else. Um, so uh, how about I say softball, soccer, baseball. Basketball, um, all of the above. <clears throat> well, that's cool. And Johnny, thanks for sharing your story too, because I think that is important. And I, I think it's a big part of why I started this podcast too in the first place is making monsters. We see athletes, we see these guys playing football, and we see you guys, you know, back in college playing football. And sometimes you don't know the stories behind it and the other things yeah. that people are fighting through and trying to <laughs> learn confidence in. So I really appreciate you sharing that and still joining me. Um, because I know for a lot of people that that's definitely a difficult thing. But I, when you talk about football players when they start, and a lot of them do play multiple sports because I think that it's their one in one sense kind of their way of finding what they want to do. But in another sense, it's you know you're you're getting to know uh, the level of how you can compete and how you can start to learn to game plan around each other because obviously some sports are a little more team centric and some sports are a little more about you. Um, and football is definitely a big team sport. And I think that's something that when you, one of the things that really shines for a lot of football players who pick football are the ones who can really feed off of energy of other people and like to work in that competitive, but you're relying on some other people and a lot of things. So when you go back to the start uh, for you and for Jalen, because obviously this is about um, kind of Jalen's story through everything, but you mentioned DB position. Your dad said if you guys are on the defense, you're going to play a defensive back <laughs> position, which I think and I've heard is one of the more difficult positions to learn, and especially as you go up each level. So I'll be interested to hear about that and how you know how you even took it from high school to uh, into college into USC, yeah. UCLA and Fresno. But when you're talking about Jalen um, and you're talking about his high school career, I believe he was on varsity junior and senior year. I'm not sure about yeah. the sophomore year. Uh, what what was it when you were watching your brother? Because you're four years older than him. So you were, I know, off at college at this time and not sure how much you got to see him. But when you were watching him kind of progress through high school, how soon were you like, okay, this kid can be pretty good and go on to play this at, at a higher level? Um, a crazy story is actually when he first began high school, I wholeheartedly believed he wanted to play basketball at the time he was on a aau team and he was traveling honestly everywhere around the country nevada 
Chicago, New York, Kentucky, Louisiana. Like he was, he was going everywhere, um, and having some success at it. And I always used to, always used to throw a little underhand trap at him, saying, "Bro, you're trying to go to Arizona," and I say <laughs> Arizona because at the time. This was maybe, uh, let me see, let me see, maybe like 20, 2013, 2014, Arizona was ranked high in basketball, and they were also ranked in football. And so I said, bro, you're trying to go to Arizona and be the two-sport athlete, <laughs> all kind of things like that. And he used to always give me, no, I'm not, bro. <laughs> No, I'm not. And so, so honestly, when did I know he would become who he is in f- football? It happened a little bit later. I want to say the the summertime going into his senior year um, is when, and I don't want to say he was a late bloomer, but he. He, I would say he he went I'm all in. Uh-huh. So he stopped playing basketball when he was a sophomore, and then that that um, early that spring into that summer, it was all football. Coming back as a junior after that season, it was also all football. So. Okay. Again, that's when he was really able to excel. I say yeah. he was always a heck of an athlete. Hence why I said he can go, 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 go to Arizona on the dual offer. Um, but he finally did put all of his eggs into into the football and being who he ultimately, I think, who, who he is now at the end of the day. And so it was go- going into his senior year, sometimes at um, the Nike opening camp, he tested off the charts, had a heck of a day, two interceptions, no passes were caught. Then he would also earn an invite that day actually to go to the opening, which is in Oregon. I don't think they do that now. I'm not sure, but I know back then. So he was he was always able to excel at the camps, at events, at seven on seven, and his his name got hotter and hotter and hotter. And so as I'm saying it, I'm like, okay, yeah, obviously he's big, he's tall, he's strong, he's fast, but being able to actually analyze the game is like, nah, he he actually knows what he's doing. And having me there, I was helping him out. I'm not hating on him and not trying to show him the not trying to show him the game so yeah. through all of that through all of the training that we were doing in the off season um i was able to see the training actually pay off and so seeing the training pay off seeing seeing everything starting to add up it's like okay like he he legit has a shot and then as i said go going into his senior year after all the things he did that Junior season, um, off season from 
want to say about February to August, just seeing him rep after rep, improve, improve, improve. It's like, uh, he, oh, here we go. He, yeah, like he's heading in the right direction. <laughs> so when when you're, because a lot of things too, we talked about multi-sports, that happens right. a lot, but multi-position obviously is a big thing in high school too, because coaches are kind of figuring out where players play their best. Players are figuring out where they like to be the best. Obviously your rosters aren't as huge too. So a lot of times you'll see, you know, running backs also be the cornerback or vice well, versa. Absolutely. I've had other people on Making Monsters who played six different positions in high school and were <laughs> able to kind of, they were kicking the ball and punting the ball and running the ball and doing all yeah. of these things. So when Jalen was in playing in high school, was he mainly still in that defensive back or was he kind of playing both sides of the ball? He was doing each side. He was doing some, some um, corner and receiver. And that's where we're seeing these catches now from, that receiving yeah. ability. <laughs> <laughs> Although he has a few that went through his hands, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> so if you can name, because now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, now part of what you do, you're doing is training defensive backs specifically, or are you training just football players? What is, because I know I've seen some stuff on your Instagram about that. Um, I train all athletes um, from ages <clears throat> Five and up. Um, okay. My specialty, though, is training the defensive backs. Um, that's where I know the most info. That's yeah. That's where I'm at home. I can do the strength and the speed and all that stuff, which I do with my. Brother, but when it comes down to the defensive back stuff and the ins and outs of that, I don't think there's anybody that you'll find who's who's better at that. Well, and that's what that's that's kind of leading to my next my next question because you said you saw this jump and there was that point between the junior and senior year where you're like, okay, like this kid, he's going to be good. He's good now, but the potential to just keep getting better. What was it? Because there's so many things, and you talk about the speed of defensive backs. You can talk about the hands. You can talk about the vision. You can talk about all of these different things that they're really good at. What did you see between that time where that Jalen improved on the most between that junior senior year, and eventually, I guess, what led him to getting uh, recruited so much too? Right. What do I think it was? I would say him being able to understand the game and think the game. Okay. Um, is huge. Um, I'm I'm a big big advocate. Yes, you can have super good footwork. You can can be fast. You can have all those things. But if you don't know what's going on out there, it's hard to be successful unless uh -huh. you're just one of the super super athletic guys on the field. But you can see it all the time on Sundays. Yeah. Everybody who who makes who plays, everybody who's been in the NFL for X amount of time is not always the strongest, not always the fastest, not always who was the first overall pick in the draft, not always the highest recruited athlete. But somehow, some way, you you can find a you can say like he always finds a way to be be at the football. He's always in the right spot. He always mm -hmm. makes a hard catch. Yeah. And so it's just something about having it here that he does. And I mean, honestly, I can't, I, I, 
I don't take credit for that. That that's on him. He he's just being able to um implement things because it's easy to it's easy to to know what to do when you're in the film room when you're in practice, but to be able to take that knowing what to do and, and being able to execute that in the games is ultimately what it's all about. So his ability to be able to think the game is what separates him from other guys. And that's mm-hmm. what, what I see um, in that, um, in, in that time from the junior season to, to, to the senior yeah, and I think honestly, Johnny, that's something we're even seeing now. The from his rookie season to now, I like I said, I've always been a fan of Jalen. I think he's impressed me from the start. But you see growth, you see growth in him, and I think a lot of that is you just he sees the field now, and you feel like every he knows where everyone's supposed to be at all times. You know yeah. where the where the ball is going to be, and that's just such, such an important thing. And not every defensive back in the league has that. There's ones that are like you said, really athletic. Um, but maybe don't have that next level just because they point, can't quite understand the game as the whole um, as a whole the other time, or maybe in di- different defensive schemes, it's not just working for them. What about the competitive factor between you two? Because I know you're four years apart, but you were both playing football, and I know growing up, sibling rivalry can be a little fun. Sometimes it turns into some fighting and jealousy, and sometimes right. it turns into just making each other better. How would you describe your relationships growing up? Um, exactly. Exactly how you said. Super competitive at all, um, at all, at all ages, all factors. Whether we're playing angle tackling in the house when we're not supposed to be, then we're having, then we're getting in trouble by my mom. Then the stuff falls off the countertop. Then we're getting, then we're having our ass whooped by dad. All kind of stuff like that. So. I mean, it's always been fun, and I mean, it still hasn't changed to this day. Um, obviously, it's not um, angle hitting it anymore. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but it's just even things as things as small as who can shoot who 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 can shoot an empty garbage bottle into. I mean, an empty yeah. water bottle into to the garbage. Okay, bro. Well, I can shoot it from over, <laughs> over the counter. I can. Shoot it from way over here, back behind the couch. It's just things like that at all times that, honestly, that makes us who we are, and that makes him who he is. So I mean, the competitive nature has always been there. Um, I know for me, I was always, I was always trying to set the, the bar high, and I really wouldn't even say set the bar high for him. I was trying to. That's set the bar high for me, quite honestly, and just the things I was after and always trying to be the best. Um, and so he came up trying to beat me. And, and I mean, I always said, if he can hang with me, he'll be able to hang with anybody just because I know what type of, I would say, attitude I had. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not super big. I'm not super strong. I'm not fast. But is it a certain attitude that we were instilled with by um, each of our parents, my mom and my dad, as and it was just to not be de- 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 denied. You can do anything you set your attitude to, and and we were always honestly held to to, to a high 
standard. We had to have A's and B's. Uh-huh. You had to make to make to, to touchdowns. Um, so it was always the expectation at the end of the day. Um, th- th- there was this t- time when a friend, a t- 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 teammate of of mine, made a joke to my dad after I scored like five t- touchdowns in the game. He looked over at my dad and said, hey, man, it's, it's okay to, to, to be happy <laughs> that, that, that your son is having success. Yeah. And, and I did just use that example because it was always taught to us to expect that. That's why yeah. we do all the extra work. That's why we run laps after practice. That's why you lift weights. That's why we do the yeah. extra footwork. So the way it was taught to us by my dad is I'm not surprised that you're making five touchdowns. I'm not yeah. surprised because I know the work we do. So having that upbringing in, in the sense is good, but in the sense is bad <laughs> because you, you don't never know when to feel happy because yeah. like, okay, I'm so, 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 so supposed to have interception. I'm supposed yeah. to not let this guy catch the ball. So it's a lot. Now, obviously I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but yeah, but sometimes it's easy to have that nonchalant attitude, even when you're able to accomplish some very huge things only because, like, I always expected this. Like, I'm not um, in shock or, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, and that's what it's interesting because it, it reminds me of this story that I always read about with uh, Walter Payton, actually, and with his son. Um, his son, Jared Payton, always tells the story of when he was playing football and it was one game and he scored a touchdown and like went crazy and like spiked the ball and was celebrating. Walter Payton was like, no, like we don't do that. You uh, you did your job. Good job. Right. Like, you got a touchdown, but that's what you're supposed to do. And if you go back and watch Walter Payton film, he's never that guy to be super elaborate. He'd usually walk the ball right back to the ref and right. say here because that's the kind of mentality. So I see your dad has some Walter Payton in, in him, right. it seems like. <laughs> and like you said, it is. I want there, there's moments where I'm like, I totally agree. I get it because you're on the football field and uh, it's a game you love playing and it's a business and it's at mm-hmm. your job. It's all of these things wrapped in one. But I do hope that you and your brother know like how incredible it is to be able to be successful at the college level and be successful at the next level, because it's really not easy to do. Um, when you're talking about the recruiting process for Jalen, uh, Johnny, because there's a lot of schools going after him. You mentioned Arizona, obviously he was trying to get both of those sports in uh, Arizona, um, but Oklahoma, Florida, Nebraska, Michigan, obviously Utah, all of those schools had offered Uh, scholarships and playing scholarships to Jalen when the recruiting process was going on. What do you think factored into him choosing Utah? Do you know what that reasoning was? Um, that reasoning, I know a lot of, I won't say a lot of, but I know the experience that I, that I had. Uh Uh-oh. Hold on, I can't hear you. What? Oh, I'm sorry. NFL, if you're not on the field. So first come first, wherever you go, you have to make sure from the time you step on the campus, you'll be able to, to lay. And it wasn't one of those things where we're trying to shy away from I'm from competition because that's not the case. But you want to go somewhere where 
you have room to make errors. Yeah. Um, where if you have an ankle injury, you're out for two games. They're not bringing in another five-star who was also the number one guy. And then if he makes a pick, now I'm back healthy. Yeah. Or, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. So it's not about, okay, oh, well, he's afraid to, 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 to cook and pee. No, I'm not afraid to compete, but I also don't want to be in a position where I don't have any um, air room. Well, and, and I think you also want to be seen. And we're seeing now in college football with how easily. How, I don't know. Hold on. Johnny, hold on. Sorry. It's making, I can't hear you right now. Are you able to hear me now? Okay. There it is. I can hear you again. Sorry. It just hooked up to. The, yeah, the I think it hooked to Wi-Fi or something. I was like, I hear something, yeah. but it's not you. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so um, a huge note from my dad that he, he told me and my brothers at the end of the day said, you have to go where it fits you because I'm not there. Your sister's not there. Your brother's not there. There's nobody there. So when the couple yeah. where you're hopping up at five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, you're training that he, you as an individual have to, to be, be able to look in the mirror and say that I made the choice to come here. Not, oh, well, I don't like this school. And my mom told me to come here. My brother told me to come here and now I'm unhappy. Um, and so it was about somewhere where he felt at home, where he would be happy, um, somewhere where he can be on the field early and then the th third thing and I'm not exactly sure there may be one other thing but that would help him be able to earn his degree in two and a half seasons and he'll be able to enter the league after his, his, his after his, his um, third yeah, yeah. Which that makes sense. And and that's what I was mentioning when the sound kind of went haywire for a minute. I was just talking how different I feel like college football is, is getting now. There guys have to address this a little differently just because of the way the transfer portal is now, because of the way with NIL now. Like there's all of these extra things going on in college football. And I think it really is starting to affect people's decisions a little bit. Um but there are, it's kind of, to me, I've seen guys want to take kind of a path that Jalen's done where they, he wants to go somewhere where he knows he's going to get seen. He's know he's going to get playing time and he knows he'll be able to um, still play against decent competition. It's not like Utah was playing, not playing anybody because they do. Um, but I, I think that other people think that going to that big SEC school and uh, that may be their opportunity to get to the next level. They just need the chance. So there's definitely different ways to go about it. And I don't think either way is wrong. Um, whatever, like you said, your dad said, whatever you feel is right for you personally, everybody's personal choices are different. Um, Johnny, talking about his senior season, I don't want to keep you too long. We're already at 25 minutes, but oh, I am um, <laughs> talking about his senior season because I, they went 11 and two that year, his senior season. I believe it was, they went to the finals. They were in the state championships during that year. Um, do you remember that time at all? Did you get to watch Jalen during that that kind of playoff run? Um, I went to the last game, which I want to say is the game he um he committed. That was the game I went to. But other than that, I don't remember being at any of the games. And 
I mean, I you seen all of the high high lot oh, yeah. like that, but I wasn't able to make a a lot of his games. Well, yeah, you were had your own life going on at that time when we were in college. Um, so let's skip over to Utah. He commits to Utah. Uh, his I think right before his senior year, during his senior year. Um, his time at Utah was pretty consistent. His freshman year, I think, only started a couple games. But those next two years, he was a starter. He was out on the field. He was constantly setting some sort of records when it comes to, like, Pac-12 football. And he was eighth in, when it comes to – I want to say – let me just read this real quick so I don't mess it up. Because um, he oh, – let's see. has four interceptions that next season, his sophomore season, uh, which was third in Pac-12 and eighth in the nation. He had – he was eighth in the nation with 126 interception return yards. A lot of that having to do with, obviously, we mentioned some of the things he's really good at when it comes to speed and stuff, but also his vision of the playing field. Uh, but he really – upped his play during that year and you could that's when I think a lot of people you started seeing the tape of this kid and you're like okay he could play in the NFL and that was around the time when people I think started kind of noticing that do you going back and watching some of his when you watched his games at Utah whether it was live or going back and seeing now was there a moment during that season where you were confident that he would be able to play NFL football um honestly i knew he could play in nfl football in high school it was just a matter of how high he's picked and then uh -huh. in, um, because obviously injuries are a huge factor yeah um, but again going back to and and i remember i remember him preparing for college and training um, um us who were actually training together because his freshman season when he was training that su summer that spring um i had moved back home because that's when i had transferred to um to residence no state so as we're as we're training and doing all our things that we do he was constantly asking man like how is it what kind of things do i need to be prepared for and i always told him like man honestly bro that it's not, not as hard as you think. Like, like, you're, <laughs> you're, like you're very prepared. Yeah. That you won't have an issue. It just, just like he was always, man, are you sure? Like, nah, bro. Like, I don't think you're being honest with me. The artist, <laughs> <laughs> like he was on, like he was on me. Like, man, no, like help me. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm helping you. Like, I know that you'll be fine, man. And Aww. so, and so he, he was, and the reason I say that he'll be fine is because cause he always had the the attitude of is uh, of being able to figure it out um yeah. he, he was able to think the game and to, to, to go back to what you were saying earlier in the upbringing he's um super super competitive um so you combine all those factors whatever he may not know to start he'll figure it out at the end of the day and as we see um in high college i mean honestly all throughout high school it may i wouldn't say a, a low start but he started picking it up yeah his junior year senior year same thing in college okay his freshman year was solid sophomore year okay like who is this kid then his junior year huge year we start off in the nfl as a 
rookie. I think he led all all rookies in PBUs. Honestly, that had a heck of a start. Um, if you ask me, maybe I'm a little biased, but hey. <laughs> He had a heck of a start in the NFL, but just his, from his first season to the second season to third season to fourth, fourth season, the game is starting to slow down, and it's become easier. Um, yeah. So I just accredited that to his 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 ability to um, to think the game, his ability to do what it takes to become that elite athlete yeah and i think for him too a lot of it is just like you mentioned his ability to just learn and truly process the information that he's being coached and um because some people that's harder for some people to really take in it's one thing to listen to the coaches one thing to you know go through the drills at practice but to bring that out onto the field a game day is a whole different level and it it seems like that's one of the things that jalen's best at um when you talk about his senior season, he didn't have as many uh, interceptions. Uh, I mean, sorry, his junior season in college, he didn't have as many interceptions that year, but he led the league in pass breakups. You're mentioning he did that. I think you said for rookies that first year, but his junior season, he did it too. Pass was defended. He let, he was in the top for Pac-12 during that. And that's just something that you consistently see from Jalen. Um, and so that year, he obviously, you mentioned, he kind of already had that plan going into college that he wanted to be able to play be able to get his degree in that two and a half years and be able to move on to the NFL. So do you think it was a pretty easy decision after that junior year to enter the draft for him? Um, Easy decision. I say, I think it was. Um, I just hate that we got the whole thing, um, whole thing with with COVID, whole thing with COVID. But I think it was easy at the end of the day, just because at that time it's nothing else that you have have to show for. It's not nothing else you have to prove. The only other option that was on the table, which uh, maybe now with the NIL, maybe much more of a likely option, but to. Transfer to maybe your your SEC at Alabama, uh, Ohio State, a uh-huh. team that I would say a team that re- receives a lot of hype, a lot of love in order to just to be to 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 be to to be, to, 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 to be, be picked higher. Um, I know he had the shoulder injury, but but if you yeah. look at the body of work. If you take the same stats, same accolades, same everything, and you put him on an Ohio State, you put him on Alabama, you put him on a team like that, I I don't think he's picked number, what, 52? 50, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't never what he wasn't able to do. It's just some athletes, some teams, some schools have a lot more hype. And if yeah. you look at it, the corners drafted in the second, third round for, from that draft, their 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 careers have been a lot more stable and successful than the ones who were picked in the first 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 round. 
Yeah, we're seeing, I mean, we see it every year where we go through and we mock all of these guys when they're going to be drafted. And then a year later, we're going back and doing redrafts and right. saying, where should certain people have been picked? Right. Personally, very glad Jalen came to Chicago in that second Absolutely. round. Absolutely. But, <laughs> when you are so like for him I mentioned earlier obviously we were just talking about the Bears drafted him in the second round it, it seems I don't know I've never been to I've actually never been to California um Fresno's no, northern to, California but go I know I gotta get out there um but Fresno's northern California it it gets pretty cold there during winter times um uh, cold compared to Chicago no but <laughs> Because <laughs> okay. I was just cold. thinking of his process of where I was like, okay, Fresno, I think it's pretty cold. I know Utah gets cold, and obviously yeah. Chicago gets cold. So he's kind of been on this path of just playing cold weather football. Do you think at all that he was kind of hoping he would get sent to a warmer climate team when he was getting drafted? Um, hoping? I mean, I could probably say yeah, but the cold, obviously having the – have having the, um, the Utah time, I was like, all right, I'm in Chicago. Yeah, I don't know how much colder it will be be out there, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. So one of the things, last one, last couple for you, Johnny, before I let you go. One of the things sure. that I think has been probably the only knock of Jalen since he's been in the NFL has people been talking about his interceptions. They wanted yeah. to see more interceptions. Obviously, that's happening this year. He has four interceptions. Um, this this year and after having won in the the previous years in the NFL what and I know like you being around him and you talking to him and you also being a defensive back when that is something that you need to improve on what is it that you and that Jalen was really working on this last offseason to just hit that next level of what he knew was the final kind of touch of what he needed to do that little last box checked Right. Uh, for him in the NFL career, and uh, what exactly was he working on this summer to get to that next level for that? Um, I can say we were throwing the ball more and things like that, but it's it's honestly not something you can you can practice for. Um, yes, you can write a practice on the hands aspect and throwing the football, but. Every every athlete who's in the NFL, if you throw them the ball and they know the ball is being thrown, everybody can yeah. catch the ball. Yeah. I think I'm like I the, can catch the ball. I'm just yeah. not saying I could get an interception. Right, <laughs> right, right. And so I think though when you look at it, you have to remember um, the ball's not being thrown to the defensive back. Yeah. Um, so you so oftentimes you don't. See the ball first, so you're a hep, hep, hep or too late finding the ball. Then you're trying to fight the receiver for the ball. So not only are you trying not to let him make the catch, you're trying to catch it too. So there's a lot of factors mm -hmm. at lay there that make it that that don't make it easy to um to catch um to catch to catch the ball. I know if you look at the past two, 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 two seasons, the guy um the guys who have been the interception leaders, their ex receivers. Okay. So when you have that history of locating the football, making hard receptions, diving for stuff. 
you you have to be an acrobat um, a lot of times to make an interceptions unless you have the times where the QB just th- th- rolls the ball at you, which hasn't happened a lot in my brother's time. It's happened very few times as opposed to some other guys in the league, whether the it's an inaccurate pass, the ball is hit, hit off of somebody's helmet. Uh-huh. So to answer you, what did we do? We did, didn't really do anything as far as the offseason training. We always work on the hands and throwing the ball. I can say there was maybe a, a attitude change in terms of going for interceptions at certain times. Yeah. But with that being said, though, I don't like to teach that because what happens if you don't go for, for the interception? Oh, no, I'm sorry. What happens if you go for the interception, you don't make it, and the receiver runs up the side. It's the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, then it's a, yeah. Then you're you know talking about saying? the corner so, getting burned. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it looks good when you make the interception. Yeah. But how about when I don't? So, yeah, because there's. Held up a good game to you. Well, yeah, he, he had five interceptions, but he also allowed 687 yards, and he g- 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 got beat <laughs> times. So you have to find the fine. You have to find the fine fine in there, you know. So yeah, which I think he has been able to, which he has been able to, um, been able to find that that fine line, but. All in all, there wasn't a lot that we changed as far as off-season training. It was okay. only the, the attitude as to far as certain times when, when you can go for an interception and when to, to be safer. Yeah, I, I Johnny, look, I'm, I've been, like I said, very pro-Jalen. And last year there was even periods of times when people were complaining about and when I say people, I mean like a small group of people on Twitter who are just like, right. why doesn't he have more interceptions? And I'm like, the dude, there was a, a, a stretch of four or five games last year where they said he wasn't targeted one time. And I was like, there's a so reason they you, don't want to throw towards so Jalen. How do you and get I, interceptions? <laughs> I was like, you can't get the interception if the ball's not coming towards you. And that's one thing. And then this year, there was a couple times where, and I know he wanted it. You can see it after his reaction after the play, a couple of potential that would have ended up possibly being a pick six or two at certain times if they would have gotten in his hands and he would have caught it. But my defense on that is like you just said, at, at, he's playing the ball at that time. And the, the best thing you can look at at that point is it wasn't a catch. So it's like he right. did his job. The guy, the receiver didn't catch the ball and he's going against Jalen is our number one. So he's going against the best of the receivers on every single team that we're playing. And so he has the toughest competition out there on the field. And we're talking about this year and do you watch do you watch all the Bears games, I'm guessing? Yeah. Okay. So obviously the, the defense this last eight weeks has just looked phenomenal. And you feel like at every level they're starting to get better. And it's been really fun for me to watch the defensive back group in general because I think when you look at them and adding Tyreek Steven this uh, Stevenson this year and being able to put him on the outside and move Kyler to that nickel corner spot, I just feel like placed everybody exactly where they needed to be. And I do think that probably helped Jalen too in certain things because he can do what he does best and not have to worry about the entirety of the field, which I feel like he's had to do previous years. Is that something you've noticed? Um, Honestly, I would say no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you, you're <laughs> inaccurate or, um, or not. 
But I just, whatever half of the field, side of the field, I, what me and Jalen talk about, focus on, is at the end of the day, how how do we eliminate who's ever in his face? You know, yeah. Number two, tight end, who's ever in our face, we want to eliminate him each um, each and every down, and that's through playing within a rest of attitude, and then I'm um, executing your technique at the end of the day, um, because that's all he can control to roll. But what I am able to say, I see from the defense as a whole is they're starting to attack. They're starting to attack a lot more, bringing five men, bringing six people. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I know I'm not anybody like big and bad, but that's what I like. I like when yeah. we have an attacking defense at the end of the day that makes the offense have to adjust off of us. Um, yeah. and I think Chicago has the personnel to be able to. I mean, you have a talk to Reek Stevenson who's come on these past couple of games, and then you got Jalen on the opposite side who can. Who who can can eliminate the other team's number one option? Now, how they choose to execute all that, that's not on me. I'm not being prepared, but they for sure have the talent out there. Yeah, I agree, and I think that the upfront is a big difference for me because I think last year the way that. The way there was no pressure on quarterbacks, the way that you said there there was no, you felt like not a whole lot of attack whatsoever in general of just not a good run defense. So I feel like there were certain points last year where teams kind of felt like they could do whatever. And it was putting a lot of pressure on the defensive backs because up front wasn't doing much. And then now it almost seems like, granted, guys like this is me going on my rant about the Bears, but guys like Javon Dexter's getting more comfortable. This game's slowing down for him. Montez Sweat, obviously absolute beast of a human up there out front. And so everything's kind of falling into place now, which I do think helps the surroundings. But I do think we've seen Jalen just play at this whole other level this year, and it's been really fun to watch. And I know it is probably for you watching games because if I'm sitting here, don't even know the guy that I'm cheering the way I'm cheering. I know you're out there going crazy. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. Again, like I said, we're big Jalen fans here, and we hope to see him again. But at the end of the day, I hope to see what's best for Jalen Johnson um, because he's a great guy. He's been such a such a fun person to watch develop and grow and learn on the Chicago Bears. And I really appreciate you telling us this story a little bit. Thank you. No problem. Very much appreciate you for having me. Yep. Thank you. And good luck with everything. And I'm sure we'll chat a little bit a little later. That sounds good. All right. right. Thanks again to Johnny Johnson Jr. for joining me. Um, And again, thank you for kind of stepping out of your comfort zone, Johnny, because I know that's not easy for everybody, but I I do think it puts out a really, really positive 
thing out into the world um, that I do think we need more positivity in general, but just be yourself and everybody kind of has their own things that maybe they're insecure about or need to work through and to be able to push back those things and do things that maybe you wouldn't have in the past, but now you do because you're stepping over um, some barriers that may be holding some other people back or yourself back at some point. Uh, So again, thank you so much. And uh, I I recorded this podcast, uh, the interview portion of it back. uh, It was Thursday, right before they announced the Pro Bowl. So in the beginning, I mentioned Pro Bowl being announced. Obviously, at this point, we know Jalen Johnson was voted as one of the corners in the Pro Bowl. So Congrats to Jalen because he, in a very, very much well-deserved season, he's been balling out week in and week out, excuse me, and it's just been really fun to watch. So now it's that time to where we figure out if they're going to tag him, if they're going to sign him. I I do think it will be one of those. I I don't think we will lose Jalen this offseason, hopefully not, Um, especially the way that the secondary has been vibing lately. Uh, But we do have a big game this weekend against the Packers. Bears officially out of the playoffs, but you could keep the Packers out of the playoffs with a win. And not only that, but you bump up to eight wins on the season. You split the division, uh, and that just is much improvement from last year of not winning a single division game for two years and uh, not getting many wins at all. So I think it's definitely a positive look in the right direction. And then now after this week, we're going to be looking heavy into what happens to Eberflus, what happens to Getze, what happens to Justin Fields, what is going on in the draft, if they're keeping that number one, if they're trading that number one. We're about to get into that madness. So for now, let's breathe a little bit and just hope that we can tally off this great, fun, exciting end of the season with a win over the Packers at Lambeau, it would just be absolutely fantastic. I personally am terrified. I, Not that I don't think we have a team, because I think the way that they have been playing, they should beat the Packers. But for some reason, no matter what happens, year in and year out, they have our number, and it's really frustrating. So I just hope that we start turning that page, because I've mentioned it several times this season about checking those boxes off of things that have been holding us down for so long, and we've finally done a lot of those, you know, the... Uh, you finally went on the road, and you you finally beat a division opponent, and you finally get some primetime wins under your belt, and you finally beat a ranked opponent, and you finally you do all of these things, and it, it's all of those start to add up. And I think the one that we need very bad because the last time we beat the Packers was in 2018 when they when we clinched the NFC North. But I did the math earlier today, and that's 1,845 days since the Bears have beat the Packers, and it's time. It's just time to let us have a little bit of happiness in our lives, especially going into what is going to be an absolute madhouse of an off season. But again, thanks so much for listening to me again. It's been an, uh, an up and down season, but we've had a really, really exciting time, honestly, learning about some of these guys because man, what Ryan Poles has done with this team between re-signing Cole Komet to his contract to signing Edmonds and Edwards and Montez Sweat during the season, Billings, Um, And then what he was able to do in the draft this year and last year has just been absolutely, I mean, phenomenal to watch, honestly. And a lot of every, pretty much everybody that we did a podcast on this year were moves that Ryan Poles has made outside of Tevin um, Jenkins and I think Kyra Santos, but obviously Kyra Santos gets the contract. So there's something else to add on to Ryan Poles resume there. 
But um, at, le- at least we had that. At least we've had a lot of really fun, talented guys to cover and learn more about beyond the football field. And that's going to continue this offseason and into next year. So thank you again. Thanks for this season. Thanks for always listening. Thanks for commenting and supporting and honestly even sharing your opinions of even if it's not how I feel about a certain situation. That's what we're all here for. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. And I hope you enjoy your weekend. Like I said, I hope we are talking next week about a Bears win over the Packers. I'm Taylor Dahl, and this is Making Monsters. (laughs) 